where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I'm Olivia Taylor. And I'm Lucy Cecil. Another week, another us. Here we are again. <laughs> we're doing so well. I know, we are We are doing really well. We are. Well um, done, us. Pat on the back. Yeah, I'm proud of us. Um, I bought myself a plant today. Oh, did you? Please describe the plant. I mean, I've seen it. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to pretend. I'm not going to pretend for the microphone that I haven't seen this glorious plant. Yeah. But um, I would love you to describe it to listeners. As well, it is a great plant. Apparently, um, the common name for it, like a nickname for it, is um, a pink quill plant. Oh, is it? Because okay. it looks kind of like um, a Barbie pink feather quill. It does. Like the kind of, it's not really petals. It's kind of like hard. Yeah. I don't, I don't really. Sort, sort of like, a, like an orchidy. Yeah. More. It's like a tropical plant from Tenerife. Is apparently. it? Yeah. <laughs> and I've been eyeing it up for ages. And then I saw today it was the last one. So um, I've taken it back to its forever home. <laughs> Where'd you get it from? Booths? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is lovely. It looks amazing in your apartment amongst all your other glorious plants yeah. it's a nice dash of pink I, I like her she's called Libby oh Libby <laughs> welcome <laughs> home <laughs> um how's your day been uh, yeah it's been all right um today I just did a lot of reading and uh uh last night I really went to town and tied it up under my bed which is a very exciting mm. adult activity isn't it <laughs> did you find any hidden gems or hidden scary things a lot of hidden scary things I'd rather not talk about um <laughs> but <laughs> Um, basically i have not like cleared out under there in maybe year and a half okay and so there was a lot of stuff that needed to be gone through right and um also the dust can we talk about the dust i think i'm still like maybe that's i'm feeling a bit dizzy actually this evening and maybe it's just all the dust swirling around in my head you're a bit stuffed up yeah it was horrendous but i'm really pleased i did it and now i like and then i went to bed last night was like oh it's so clean under here so sad honestly um, it's, then... it's the little things it was like when i took yeah, my perks. plant back to my desk this afternoon mm. i just sat it on my desk and i just would you know look up and look at it for a little time and it just really put a right pep in my step <laughs> loved that little plant oh truly this is this is our 30s isn't it yeah it yeah. really is okay. it's like life now is mainly like talking about plants different types of hummus and extensions oh my god extension <laughs> no yeah. olivia there's like so many people having extensions no, at work there are, <laughs> there are. And they're all having like the exact same extension. Oh, they, oh I bet they are. Yeah. Like, kitchen. Um, yes. And yeah. like some Make kind a of, more living space. Yeah. And some kind of like wraparound, like snug with like. Um, lots of windows. Lots of windows. Yeah. Like an open side bit. Yeah. And a lot of bifolds. Oh, yeah. And also um, a downstairs loo. Yeah. That speaks a lot to your workplace. <laughs> <laughs> No one in my workplace is having extensions. Okay, well, I'm not having an extension on my one-bedroom flat, so... Imagine if you just, like, put a little, um, like, little conservatory off the side. Yeah. Everyone be like, what the fuck? And just be like, I'm just doing me, it's 2020. Yeah, amazing. Right, well, um, seeing as it is 2020 and we're a bit into it, uh, what are you living and longing for? Oh, okay, well, um, I'm acting like I'm surprised, but um, I kind of... Are you not prepared? ...know the drill by now. Um, I am living for... um, the fact that I have got back into watching a couple of films. Films. Um, yeah, films. Mm, flicks. So, movies. Exactly. The pictures. The blockbusters. <laughs> um, we finally went to see Rafiki, didn't we? We did. And um, what did you think? I thought it was good. I wasn't like, um, like, I didn't think it was like wildly amazing, but I thought it was nice and good. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. I think that it like, it kind of like followed the sort of the same story arc of many queer film especially like lesbian films in like in terms of like the kind of like narrative arc and where the drama was and the different sort of like constraints and all the kind of the way that they frame it is kind of similar to a lot of other ones I've seen but I will say that it was really interesting and great to see those stories being depicted like in a non- western place absolutely definitely um i really liked that the um uh part part of the story was that they had like rivaling polit- polit- political parents yeah and i was like oh is this like romeo, romeo and juliet? juliet i was like yeah. is it gonna take that that sort of part it, and they're gonna end up like killing themselves yeah. i was like oh god but it, it didn't but i did like that sort yeah of it didn't but it that, kind that of, sort of it borrowed from that yes. sort of narrative yeah definitely um yeah, no, I thought it was really good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. And I really liked that, you know, it was quite a serious film in a lot of ways, obviously, like, deals with a lot of serious issues. And there were some quite, like, 
couple of harrowing bits yes, in it. Yes, some graphic sort of violent bits that were horrible. Yeah, but also um, a lot of the characters were really funny and there was loads oh, yeah. of really funny bits. Like that like gossipy woman who owns the shop, she was like killing she me. She was such a good like, and the consistent joke. Yeah. yeah. We're always like running after the gossip. Was yeah. really funny. So they yeah. managed to do like quite a lot of like light and shade bits, like comedy wise, which I liked. So yeah, if you haven't seen it, it's definitely worth watching definitely. if you can. Um, so I saw that, which I enjoyed. And I also saw Bombshell last week. Oh, okay. Yeah. How was that? I thought it was really good I mean like for me um that type of film is like my ideal film is it oh sorry that's that's my friend Kate calling <laughs> BRB um sorry about that and we're back so um yeah in a lot of ways it's kind of like my perfect film I love films that are about journalism and are about um some kind of injustice and some kind of like uncovering of injustice and then justice ultimately being served right you're talking spotlight i'm talking your spotlights i'm talking your wall streets i'm talking yeah. your um bombshells bombshells yeah. yeah but you know, you know there's kind of like um like a genre of film that are kind of that's kind of like is, that it's bombshell based on a true story yes yes most of those usually are yeah those it's kind of ones. it's always like based in large or small part on a true story mm-hmm. so um this was based on um, some sexual assault allegations levelled at um, the kind of CEO of Fox News. Oh, okay. Um, I think he's the CEO anyway, but um, I think like Rupert Murdoch was the one who's like ultimately over it. Surprising that. But the man, yeah, well, but but then this is the man who's kind of like under him yeah. who runs it day to day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Megan Kelly, who is like obviously like a really famous Fox News yeah. anchor, um, eventually comes out. He's called Roger, I think, the, the okay. guy. And then um and then it she kind of like comes out and says that she was a victim of right, his okay. after like all of this silence because another like senior female anchor gets kind of ousted mm. and then she comes out in support of her and then it's just kind of like this like snowball effect that happens so she um she is played by Charlize Theron who is really good and they do this like amazing prosthetics job where she like looks just like her and doesn't look anything like Charlize Theron right and she's so good at like so have you heard like Megan Kelly's talk yes yeah 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 and she has that like really deep like husky sort yeah. of cadence to her voice and Charlize Theron doesn't sound like that at all and she's like managed to manipulate her voice really well and I was listening to a podcast um about it where she was saying like she ended up losing her voice for ages because she was speaking like like a million registers lower than like what she's meant to be doing she'd be in prosthetics like hours every day and completely just like pure method had yeah a a full-on transformation to play the role and then margot robbie's also in it um as this kind of young um reporter who is also a victim um but but she is a fictitious character and then there's another one um, who's called Gretchen, who's based on a real character who's played by Nicole Kidman. And she also has loads of prosthetics too. And it's just like really interesting and weird. Mm. But um, I love I love films like that. <laughs> and I like it at the end where like they say all the things that have happened. Oh yeah, black screen, mm. like text over. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, so it was a satisfying one of those kind of films. Yes. And John Lithgow plays Roger. Oh, okay. And I just love him. I feel like he's really like... Surely you're not supposed to love him in this no I don't love him in this but I love his acting in this like he's he's really like I feel come into his season kind of I guess like later on in life as an actor because I love I love to see that yeah yeah I do Mm, I loved him in like third rock and stuff Mm -hmm. um but that was just kind of like he was playing this sort of buffoon character but like seeing him as like Churchill in the Mm. crown and seeing him Churchill in the crown yeah he's fantastic and he can really like he's like such a chameleon and I love it yeah Um, that's good yeah he's really really good also have you heard you don't watch The Crown do you but um, Gillian Anderson is going to be playing Margaret Thatcher in the next series no stop yes stop yes the lady's not for turning (laughs) (laughs) shall I show you some pictures of her yes please You do know I'm a big Gillian fan and anyone who has listened to this podcast from the very beginning will know that we're big Gillian fans. Yes. As I think in our first few episodes we did a lot of Gillian chat. Look. Oh wow. Isn't she like so... Yeah, they've done a good job there. I think she looks great. I think she'll do that well. 
she will do it like yeah. look at her there yeah i mean i mean podcasts famously a, yeah, a visual medium is, yeah. but i had to you had <laughs> this to see all it. for you you had to see it um and yeah i urge you to go and do some stalking of those first look pictures because it's just amazing what a bit of makeup and a good costume can do and a two-piece can do yes yeah. um, and i actually listened to um a good podcast with her um with emma gannon oh, okay um yeah. you know she does that control alt delete yeah. podcast and that's how i got to know that she was going to be playing that's how you got the inside goss yes Mm -hmm. but anyway that is a good film so films in general are what i'm living and longing for sort of getting back into that a little bit and um, is there anything you are longing to see then in that in that you know new films that are coming out oh i want to see the new david copperfield um film with dev patel Mm -hmm. i think Mm -hmm. that'll be looks good a good one to see um i'm still just i really want to go and see little women again i want to see little women because i haven't seen it so maybe we should do we can do that together yeah i'd go and see it again Mm -hmm. um i go to printworks for a fiver nice okay yeah i'd do that too (laughs) okay um but i literally just like sobbed all the way through it so get ready for that okay i'm due a sob so I assume we'll you've read. Pencil it in. I assume you've read the book. Oh uh, no, I've not read. Uh, uh, no, I've not read the books, but I've seen the '97 film like a thousand times. Oh yeah, Winona. Used, used to watch it all the time. Like, Winona's, you Claire's, yeah, your Kristen Dunst. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of course. Also, I did yeah. the um, I did the like witch um little woman in little women are you oh, who are you in like this most recent adaptation guess oh god i feel like i don't remember it enough to tell you which one you are oh, okay but i feel like it's right because the way you're looking at me it's right <laughs> you like it. it well it's right but it's a bit like of course it's right <laughs> and it's amy i was about to guess amy i did know that i did know that. um but i feel like i'm not the kirsten dunst amy Oh, okay. You're, I'm the Florence you're the Pugh, Florence Pugh Amy. Amy. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I'll I'll have to see it because then let you know. <laughs> she is like far from perfect okay. in this new one, but um, she kind of this she sort of like reframed a character because you know like traditionally um amy is kind of seen to just be like completely vapid yeah and just wants to kind of you know have this high rolling life and <laughs> will just like step over anyone to like get you know and so she's kind <laughs> yeah. of not she's kind of quite selfish like she's not really like cast in the best light a lot of a lot yeah. of times yeah. like in the book and it's really interesting because they haven't really changed anything about what she says but it's just kind of like how she says it and how she kind of comes across in the film that kind of slightly skews that perception a bit so she's not really seen in that way and she's seen as more of like you know i am a realist okay yeah and i have a very like pragmatic attitude to like what needs to happen you're all like just making loads of stupid decisions and i'm gonna save the family single-handedly and like if i want to wear a nice dress i'll wear it so get off my back if you could see my face right now it's a face of yeah that quiz got you right Um, very accurate yeah. I want to do this quiz send it to me okay I'll send it to you I think you you'll think I be Joe. okay oh okay well we'll see because Joe's a writer <laughs> thank you so she's, much and she's very headstrong that's very generous she's very headstrong like Taurus <laughs> like Taurus um, and she doesn't she doesn't do anything that she doesn't agree with <laughs> and she's got a lot of strong opinions that she keeps to as her own guiding moral principles in life oh my god yeah Imagine having strong beliefs. So great. Um, You've got your strong beliefs. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Well, now I need to see that, definitely. And then I'll know all those things as well. So that is great. So is that what you're both living and longing for? Um, or are you longing for something else? Well, if I had to do a longing, I suppose it's fairly immediate. But I'm longing for my very first Spanish class. Oh, yeah. When is that? This Thursday. week? Oh, that's exciting. Very nice. Yes. Have you got a new notebook? Um... I actually do have some new notebooks that I got for Christmas. So that is a very good idea. I will bring one of those notebooks with me on Thursday. And also I'm on my 13 day streak on Duolingo. Wow. I know. That's good. I'm in the silver tier now. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. You feeling confident, feeling good. Yeah. But ready like, to go. I get all these push notifications being like, you've gone back in the rankings quick come back to play some more mm. lessons capricorn doesn't like that she yeah. wants to be on top she doesn't like it so she's yeah. just like feverishly like yeah. running away to yeah. some like corner to do yeah. some duolingos <laughs> and then the other day i was doing it while i was like walking through the like open plan office in work and it went ding and everyone went ah duolingo <laughs> like the whole office is on duolingo <laughs> so that's so funny the little like but i 
that outed me for playing Duolingo at work. <laughs> that little owl. Yeah. That little owl. Naughty owl. Um, yeah, <laughs> so nice. that is me. Um, what are you living and longing for this week? Um, so I'll just get my longing out of the way first. I know it's not exactly the right way around, but it's just a very boring one. But I think it's very uh, apt. I think that it speaks to a lot of our audience. Okay. And that is I am longing the hell for payday oh yeah <laughs> which is this friday for me and probably quite a bunch of people uh it's last day of the month which is like um yeah but you've been paid in january yes <laughs> so i've not been paid since december like a lot of people yeah and it was a, oh, this is a long month yeah and i feel like i've spent so much money yeah. and like that's fine you know i've done lots of nice things but it's just really keeps being like and is it really another week until that mm. so very boring but you know we've all been there mm. long of payday so that's what i'm longing for I am living for, and this literally comes as of today, absolutely living for Little Nas X and Billy Porter's Luke's. Oh, yeah. At the Grammys. I know. Last night or whenever it was, last week when this comes, no, well, earlier this week when this comes yeah. out. Oh, stunning. Just so great. That little, like, <laughs> curtain that Billy Porter had that <laughs> opened is just, it. it's like he, he knew... I'm going to be a meme. Yes. This is, everyone's going to love this. And his, I don't know how he keeps his face so straight. Like when mm. he's like, oh, that is just an, like art to be I, able to do that. I would be pissing myself. I wanted to see a picture of him and Orville Peck stood next to yes, each other. Yes, same. So I was going to say, obviously I loved Lil Nas X and Orville Peck having like a cute pic together. Yeah. And I was like, oh, if only there was the, th- the trio, mm. that would have been really good. Mm. And like with two sorries with a fringe on top on either side, <laughs> Lil Nas X in the middle. And it's fucking hot pink, like, uh, number just so great loved it loads um and uh so that is what i'm living for so i just keep looking at pictures of him and having a nice time because i am just so proud of little baby little last sex fab yeah i mean um siriano as usual <laughs> turned out providing a lot of the looks <laughs> so shania was dressed in siriano oh, um, ariana grande lizzo uh, loads of people, but yeah. um, just absolutely. Oh, um, Demi Lovato, who did her first um sort of public appearance um since she has been in rehab, I believe. Yeah. Um, and she performed a song that she wrote two weeks before she overdosed, when she was at a really kind of low ebb, and has gone back to it and kind of like refined it to play at the Grammys. And then she like went to start it, and then she was just crying too much then the piano um, guy had to like counter in again and then she did it and she even though she's crying she hit all the big notes she really did it was very very impressive very yeah. moving and proud of Demi for being on a little rehab journey and coming mm. out and doing a nice uh, performance for everybody yeah so that was really great to see from Demi um, and there were loads and loads of other great performances apparently but I haven't actually seen them because you know the videos don't usually come out for a bit and it was obviously just last night so I'm looking forward to seeing like, oh, because there's a new song from Lil Nas X and Nas, which is like Big Nas and Lil Nas. Mm. So that sounds like a good performance. I'd really want to see that. Um, But anyway, on the subject of music, we might as well do it now while we're here. What is your track of the week? Well, my track of the week is a bit of a random one. It comes (laughs) from... so kooky. I know. I'm so um, irreverent. Um, (laughs) It comes from... So I watched the first series of shrill on iplayer oh yeah um last month and the second series is like just dropped this week so i just started watching it before you came around mm-hmm. and i did have another track of the week but then this one has now taken over it because i feel like it's that just happened more to me too in the moment yeah okay well there's this bit where um ad bryant's character and lolly adafope's character um go to this queer cabaret night okay. like in portland that they like always go to or whatever and um there was this cabaret performer talking about like sort of how we've said about like different places around Manchester and in general that like these spaces exist as sort of like really special almost kind of like holy spaces for queer people yeah in a sense and um this performer was sort of talking about that idea and how it's so important to be able to like come together he said like every Monday night and like have this time um for us like all to be together and to perform and like be artistic or whatever Mm -hmm. and um i was like okay yeah fed like just watching it and then they sung this rendition of god only knows by the beach boys okay and it was honestly such a stirring cover 
okay. Yeah, and then um, Lolly Adafope's character is like in her feelings about various things, okay. and she's just like silently crying, just some like one tears down her face a bit, and then Aidy's just sort of like holding her arm a bit, and it's just like oh, really emotional. And I've tried to find it on Spotify, and I can't, and um, so I'm just gonna have to like keep going on iPlayer and listening to it there. Yeah, but... it probably doesn't exist outside of the show, maybe. No, probably not. Yeah. But um, I really liked it, and I love it as you know when there's like some kind of performance in a in a show yes yeah yeah, 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 when someone gets up and sings and it's like a moment yeah yeah i love that okay in tv so that that is mine to see it yes very nice very nice um what is your brand new news just in track of the week (laughs) this just in so my track of the week um sort of harks back to the grammys one of the standout stunning outfits of the evening as of always and my new obsession orville peak peck peck (laughs) that and then was like that's wrong but he is peak (laughs) he is peak peak peck yeah he was being peak peck at the grammys but also um (laughs) he wasn't wearing anything to the grammys that he wouldn't wear on just like a tuesday so yeah that's fab about that's what i really like about (laughs) it was peak peck (laughs) (laughs) anyway i'm newly obsessed with orville peck because i like always knew of him Mm -hmm. and like his name had been around like a thousand years or whatever and i was like oh yeah need to need to listen to that i know i like that whatever do you know what i mean then Mm -hmm. just don't do it and then on friday i was at work and i was like right i just want something new yeah he came up on my timeline doing a cover of um dolly parton's i always i will always love you yeah and i was like oh yes i love him yeah and then i was like oh right gonna listen to him and i was like right what how why have i been sleeping on this for so long i don't know it's literally perfect it's exactly what i love and it's like all the things i want what is better than a queer cowboy? Tell me. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. No, he's fab. Yeah. Uh, have, have you finally watched the Bon Appetit video with him and Bradley I Ernie? started watching it on Saturday morning in bed and was like, oh, this is too good. I need to like actually put my glasses on and watch this properly. <laughs> and then I failed to actually watch it, but I need to watch the rest of it. I really like how... I was, I was too excited by it. <laughs> I really like how with you, you always have a problem with things being too good that like you can't handle them. So you need to like... <laughs> like put it down for a bit and then like go back to it so you can deal with its goodness once more like that is such a thing that you do <laughs> oh my god i feel so see yeah you're like, i'm gonna absence myself from this goodness to get ready for it more appropriately that is my whole life yeah you have just <laughs> surmised my whole personality <laughs> oh this thing's good i know i'll just like stop doing it for a bit and then i'll just do it in a bit when i'm ready for it yes yeah i just like to be really prepared mm. for things you know and to fully experience she's things. a girl guide did they have girl guides in malaysia yeah well i was a girl scout oh right yeah yeah, yeah. nice turquoise outfit lovely yeah um so yeah so obsessed with orville peck and my favorite thing about him apart from like obviously being a gay cowboy mm. is that i love that basically all the songs in his album pony basically sound like the soundtrack to Twin Peaks but with lyrics yes which I like um so here for mm. um so I was like trying to choose one song which is really difficult as a track of the week but I thought I'd go for like one of the more upbeat ones uh so it's like more fun on the playlist on the ears so uh I'm gonna have to go with Take You Back brackets the Iron Hoof Cattle Call. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, which is really good. Um, I, one of my other favourites is Roses Are Falling, which I just love mm-hmm. loads because it's like super ballady and like, mm-hmm. dong, 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 which is really Twin Peaks. Love that. Um, so yeah, that is my track of the week. Oh, great. <laughs> so moving on, Olivia, are there any great queer news bits that have been happening in the past week or so? Is there anything that you want to inform people of? What have you been reading about? What has been going on in the world? Well, I guess it's been um, out there for quite a long time now, but if you're kind of part of the YouTube world and if you watch a lot of like beauty tutorials, there is no way that you haven't happened upon Nikki tutorials. Okay. Um, I don't know if you know her. I do not at all. Okay. Well, but um, I am not surprised you do. <laughs> yeah. She's like a super, super, super famous like YouTube okay. beauty um, blogger or YouTuber or whatever. Right. Yeah. And basically, she um, did this coming out video a couple of weeks ago okay. where she came out as transgender. All right. And um, it's just kind of like done this, like, it's had this, like, huge, like, rippling effect across mm. the whole world. And the video was really amazing. And, um, but unfortunately, like, she was talking about how she was sort of she'd wanted to do it for ages but she ended up being pushed to do it because she was being like harassed into doing it by right. some, pe- basically some people were gonna out her yeah um okay 
but she's been on the Ellen show and said that she's not thankful to the person who kind of like forced her hand but said that she's thankful that it happened now and that she gets to be free oh, um yeah. yeah she said that someone has been blackmailing her and oh threatening God. to out her to the public horrendous um with the kind of uh, and when yeah with the with the kind of view that um she wasn't being honest and that people deserve to know the truth like God. what the hell no. um yeah, but she's an absolute hun and um, a lot of people have been super supportive and really nice. But then um, there was one issue around it, which is, you know, have you heard of the makeup brand Too Faced? Yeah, um, I think so. So the CEO of that company has a sister who also works for the brand and was like dissing Nikki because saying like she hadn't been honest. Um, and like she was like, misleading the public like through all this time so anyway this ceo obviously like hired his own sister and was like really close with her and stuff but ended up like firing his own sister really um to kind of send a message that good yeah really good that that was like never an okay thing to do but it was like really you know it was popping off yeah drama um but yeah, that's kind of um, a thing that has happened um, in the YouTube world. But yeah, shout out to Nikki Tutorials because she's such a hun. <laughs> she's, she's one of the ones that you watch. I know you watch lots of. Yeah, and she's been like a real, um, like, she's a real, like, OG okay, yeah, one yeah. from YouTube. So um, yeah, she's been going a long time. So I'm happy for her that, like, she is happy and feels free, but also really shitty of those people who kind of, like, forced her hand because it should never be because of someone else that like you do anything like no. that um so it's unfortunate how it came about but like i think she's glad that it's happened okay yeah now um also speaking of trans rights did you see that nigella lawson came out in support of trans rights yes i did i saw the tweet <laughs> she like it was uh waxing lyrical about they they them pronouns isn't yes. wasn't she yeah oh such a hum <laughs> um so yeah love love nigella but um speaking of i listened well chefs i was speaking to <laughs> i was speaking to i was listening to um you know fortunately with fee and jane <laughs> yeah um and i was listening to like some archive ones and they did one a couple of months ago with um good old nigel slater oh nigel i know the softest man in the kitchen i just love him so he's much. so gentle and he really takes his time to move everything and see how the light catches an aubergine and stir through a yogurt he just is our friend sarah oh (laughs) yeah just reminds me of sarah so much and like the way that like he moves his face and everything is like really similar and they have like the exact same sensibility like oh i've never thought of that really oh really um my main thing about him is i think he looks like a human version of tigger from winnie the pooh like if you know if you like made them into like humans huh he's got that face okay that's interesting (laughs) i don't know what that says but that's just what i've always thought from like being a kid right um but i do love nigel slater loads he's gentle and i love like his um instagrams and tweets where he just like describes the way that the light is forming in his garden every day of the year um i love that loads and he's always just having a little sit down and a drink well you know he um he was saying on the podcast that every single day as soon as the clock strikes 11 he makes a cup of tea and goes upstairs to have like a little like lie down or a little sit down with a what slice, did i say yes with a slice <laughs> of cake or a biscuit well exactly and a cup of tea for about half an hour 45 yeah. minutes and he does the same thing in the afternoon also has a slice of cake then <laughs> and i just think what a life you are living the life that is the life and he was saying like oh you know i don't He's like, I don't know how people with children do it because he was saying that, like, he would, his, like, mental health would really suffer if he didn't have, you know, a couple of hours a day that he's he could just... sit down. Yeah, if he... Well, it's more just the fact of, like, being on your own and having, like, some, like, selfish Being able time. to be, like, I can take a break and do just me now. Yeah. yeah, I can just sit for a bit on my own. Yeah, definitely. And did you know that he writes down every single thing that he eats and has, like, diarised it for, like, his whole adult life? Wow. Yeah, like, everything he eats. And so they were That's like, oh, mad. so will you, like, write down that you had some treacle cake with us? And he was like, oh, yeah, definitely. Like, everything's going down. And then he, like, goes through the diaries and then that will kind of serve as um a jumping off point for creative ideas like is he going to do a book is he going to do a tv show like what are the themes and kind of gets it from that and he decides his creative endeavor i think um 
think it's on Christmas Day in the afternoon. Oh, I bet he does. Yeah. I can see that for him. He loves Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. So he just like decides like what's going to make him like more famous and great next on Christmas Day. <laughs> and he's like, what will I this do? This year I shall turn my hand yeah, to... What success oh, shall I do? Can't wait to see what we have next from Nigel. Um, so very that, nice. That's very cute. Also, um, I'm assuming that you have, because it's kind of been doing the rounds on a lot of, well, news sites, but also just like on The Cut, on Refinery29, things like that. Right. Um, This whole uprising of trad wives. (laughs) Funny you should mention trad wives, Olivia. (laughs) So in my uh, household uh, of me and my sister and her boyfriend, um, we have like always sort of known about trad wives as like a thing. We've known about for maybe about, a year or two mm. and like always like joke around about it and like um izzy will find like one of those like pinterest memes which is like how to be a better trad wife and we'll like read through it and just like lose our minds um and then yeah it's really come up this this week in in all the press and stuff I like don't know that why because there's no like one thing that's but, happened well essentially what's happened is that one woman like wants some press and yeah. has decided to like put put herself out to all the shows basically right. um and uh yeah my boss at work decided that he would learn about trad wives and now um, just likes to ask ask me whether or not I'm going to be a trad wife like a thousand times a day. His favorite thing to do is go. I think you've got I think you've got a lot of the makings of a trad wife, Lucy. Um, and and I just keep going. Well, I, I think it's going to be a bit of a problem, Brian. Number one rule: I don't want a husband, so it's not, <laughs> probably not going to work out. And he keeps going. Oh no, I think I think you're going to be a brilliant trad wife, and he just loves it the most. And that's a little insight into my life at work, which I haven't actually really pointed out on this podcast before. But I can keep it in when it comes to trad wives. Oh god. Um, okay. But yeah, and he sent me an email that was just entitled "Trad Wives," and there's oh. like a link to an article being like thoughts, and that is my whole life. Uh, so. Yes, I do know about trad wives, and um, it is yeah, it's odd that it has um, sort of just risen out of nowhere. Lots of people talking about it, but I think it is literally this one woman who uh, I think she might have a book or something, so she wants to talk about it. And what do you think about the notion of so a lot of the articles that I've read from the UK trad wives have said that actually like being a trad wife is an act of rebellion in like today's society and being a trad wife is a feminist act because it is um sort of looking at your life looking at what makes you happy and what you want to do and like following that that path and um there is another school of thought from a lot of feminists who say that actually like they're putting the feminist cause back by doing this and sort of promoting the fact that you're sort of deferring to your husband and that you're given allowances and yeah. that you know um you're giving up your equality in a sense but their argument is that they are equal but that men and women are made to do different jobs and that that's what they've chosen to do yeah i think there is like nothing wrong with wanting to be like a housewife obviously and wanting wanting to do whatever you want to do and doing it Mm -hmm. is obviously the whole point of being like a human and having any sort of like agency agency is very important but i do think that pure as we've been calling it in the office tradwifery (laughs) (laughs) um comes with the idea of subjugation to men and i don't agree with that side of it um and that like the woman's only role is to like be underneath a man and to produce children and stuff like that and like but i do see that for some people that's what they want to do and if if they're doing that with pure agency then there's no harm to it at all um i do you think that you can ever do it with pure agency or no because i don't think it comes from a product of a patriarchal structure yeah that's what i think but then i also thought um i think i was thinking about it obviously it's been in the news and stuff and i was thinking like do you know what it is actually it's probably actually a bit of a fetish Mm. it's 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 wanting to be to be beneath wanting to be subjugated and it just happens to be that it's this structure right and i was like maybe it's a bit of a fetish fine (laughs) but is it a fetish if it's your whole life or is a fetish something that you kind of dip in and out of i don't know good question I haven't thought that much about it, but we need, we need to speak yeah, to the experts. We need to if, speak to a fetish expert. If you Someone know, get in touch, please. If you know the answers, please tell us, let us know. Like, is that something that you do for a finite period, mm. or can that be something that is your whole runs through the kind life. of weaves through the fabric of your whole life? Yeah. What do you think about trad Um, I guess sort of the same 
to you really i mean everyone should be able to do what they want you know within reasonable reason yeah but i guess yeah you kind of have to think the thing is ultimately like it just comes down to the fact that like we live in an imperfect world and if we lived in a perfect world and everyone could kind of do what they wanted to do as long as it wasn't hurting anyone yada 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 then there'll probably be like no problems with that because it wouldn't exist under any kind of like pre-existing patriarchal structure which is oppressive yeah exactly yeah so, that, that's why you can't it's hard to view it aside from that because yeah. we can only see that that is like it's uh og like that's where it stems from yeah but then our lives sense. operate within other structures as yeah. well and we've been heavily influenced Absolutely. by certain things so where does all of that begin and end it's really hard to kind of unpick it all i suppose it's a kind of to each their own thing and i guess that there are trad wives and trad wives like there are those who are like yeah i'm doing what i'm doing like i've always wanted this life like it makes sense to me it makes sense to us both we uh, you know both agreed to this i brought it up blah 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 blah. fine but maybe there are others who kind of more look down on women who are assuming what they perceive to be like male roles you know by like going out to work and trying to have it all and that's that's they're, they're viewing that as, as wrong so i guess Mo- mod wives <laughs> yeah so i guess it depends on your like purview i suppose Absolutely. but also i feel like if you were going to be a trad wife mm. it's probably the best time for you to do that now because you've just come into this whole thing of you being able to really rock a lip <laughs> and in all of the trad wife articles i've read they all talk about really enjoying wearing red lipstick right you're not you're not wrong all signs point to trad wife yeah so i feel like you know i can cook i like cleaning (laughs) i wear a lip look you've got some things to think about so right i'm gonna have to go but um thanks everyone but who would be your trad husband that's the real question that is that is the hugest question of them all would you be a trad wife for bradley (laughs) only i wouldn't not And that's all I'll say on that matter. (laughs) On a similar topic in the news, um, the Church of England came out last week and said that sex should be for married heterosexual couples only. Um, And they basically have issued some guidance that for Christians who are in gay or straight civil unions, they should be abstinent. And that, like, fine for them to be married if you're gay, but you can't have sex because that's only for heterosexual married couples. Um, And obviously we sit here and completely don't agree with it like and you're gonna be the same um uh it was very disappointing um for this to come out as like new sort of pastoral guidance um but what was quite heartening is that quite a lot of um people who are in the church who are sort of active on social media and stuff like that have all come out and been like this is ridiculous we're not going to do this like we don't agree with this we will fight for this to be not recognized as as it currently is who made the ruling uh, it was just, it just says bishops. So it's just, you know, people in the head of the church, all the people who sit around a big table think they're important, okay. essentially have decided that, uh, so this is a quote from the guidance, for Christians, marriage, that is, the lifelong union between a man and a woman, contracted with the making of vows, remains the proper context for sexual activity. <laughs> the proper context. Yeah, because sex is all about being proper. It's all about context, isn't it? Um, so yeah, uh, very disappointing, but, uh, I think a lot of people have been like, no, we're not having that. Um, and a lot of people in the church are not pleased with it. So, uh, it's disappointing, but it seems like there's enough of a backlash to the point where maybe it will not stand forever. Yeah, Who knows? We'll see. Mm-hmm. Some bits of book news, um, over the last little while. Um, I don't know if you saw the Twitter thread, um, about the Petersfield bookshop that had no customers for the first time in a hundred years. So um, the book owner did uh, the book owner, the bookshop owner did a tweet saying tumbleweed, not a single book sold today, um, no pounds. We think this is maybe the first time ever. It's an a hundred year old bookshop. We know it's miserable out, but if you'd like to help us out, please find our books below all at a twenty five percent off price. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. Yeah, and then. Um, yeah, by Wednesday evening, the original post had been retweeted more than 6,000 times and received 11,000 likes. 
and yeah um just really nice um the power of social media to do good they've had loads of like direct messages loads of orders i think they made um over a thousand pounds like that morning just some people like ringing up yeah and morning books. it's super cute and nice i think i see like this kind of thing happen with bookshops on twitter maybe like once a quarter yeah so a bookshop goes oh god help and everyone goes oh my god we love books yeah like, let me have a book and it's really nice and it's always very affirming it is and also in book news, did you hear about the book collector who has gifted um, all of his um, LGBT books, of which there are 30,000, to um, a university? So it was Jonathan Cutbill, who was a founder of Gays the Word Bookshop. Oh, uh, okay, yep. And he died last May. His collection dates back to 1760. Wow. And it's all being moved from his home in Shrewsbury to the University of London, where it will be an LGBT archive. Oh, that is cute. That's a really nice yeah. thing to do with all your books. I know. And um, it said it includes novels, pamphlets and newspapers, including all copies of Gay News, which ran for oh, 11 years. Wow. And he began collecting in the 70s ahead of the bookshop's opening. Um yeah, and he said at the time that the idea was to stock books that other people were not stocking, but also to become a bookshop with the knowledge of LGBTQ history and literature. Um, yeah, I just think what a fantastic resource. Yeah, and... that'll be such a good archive, like you say, a great resource. Um, oh, just a shout out to Gaze the Word, such a lovely place to go. Mm. Um, so yeah, some lovely book news um, this week and gay book news this week, which we agree with. <laughs> I also read a really interesting article in The Guardian about Weatherspoons. Did you read this? Yeah, I read that. What did you think? Uh, yeah, I thought it was uh, uh, interesting. It speaks to quite a lot, uh, quite a lot of people um, and just made me think about spoons loads. Yeah. I do love a spoon. I do think that like um, Rhiannon um, Kosler is a really good writer in terms of like writing about things that are like great like unifiers right yeah 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 um, the every the every subject yes mm-hmm. and um yeah it's a really good article about um our relationship to weatherspoons and how that will change or not change in the um advent of brexit so yeah check it out if you want to read about that right so i think it's about time that we cracked on with our consumables what have you been eating this week (laughs) with your mind and your eyes well i've been eating a few things with my mind um (laughs) the first is that we managed through the beauty and majesty of twitter to get that first listen to lady gaga's new song (gasps) yes we did and now all the links have all but disappeared i know it's completely gone now i can't find it again um because i only heard it like one time yeah and then yeah i was like gonna look it up again but could not find it um yes very excited for that to fully come out and for like whatever else she has in store because that was it's a banger um and as i said to you one of my favorite things about it is that it's called it's called stupid love right and i just love that that is essentially the exact same story arc as bad romance yeah but i don't disagree with (laughs) that me neither like bad romance one of the best songs ever yeah why not of course bring it back just as stupid love (laughs) i want your bad romance now i want your stupid love Mm -hmm. i love it yeah so um very much looking forward to when that fully comes out couple of shows this week thank you netflix (laughs) i finished (laughs) thank you netflix yes Uh, thank you from our sponsors i wish um i i started and finished um aj and the queen the new rupaul show that is on netflix um not really because like i felt massively inclined to watch it more just because like i wanted to watch it so i could like talk about it on here okay (laughs) yeah so Um, it wasn't amazingly great no no i think that like it wanted to be like priscilla or it wanted to be like hedwig okay yeah um but it just fell a bit flat okay it wasn't bad yeah but also you know like all of that stuff around rupaul like not being like the wokest person yeah and there was just like a few like gaffes in it i sort of felt and there was this one (laughs) this one bit that like i thought was just so like kind of encapsulated that okay so it's this bit where like basically spoiler alert but it's fine um this (laughs) bit it's on like the last on the last episode where like rupaul's character like realizes something has happened yeah and then um 
you know, it's kind of like he's he like opens something and he like discovers the truth of something. Okay. And then um, it's kind of like these all the all these like things like come together and the truth like dawns upon him okay. all of a sudden and he goes, "That's a woman's handwriting." <laughs> and I was like, "What?" <laughs> so like basically, he yeah, just like that is mm, solved yeah. solved the mystery of like this thing by working out that like the writing had to be just gendered. Yeah, that seems misthought. And I was yeah. just like, what? Like, I don't understand yeah. what that would be. Okay, yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> so it was just kind of like things like that where I'd be like, eh, but um, it, it's all right. And if you're really into your drag queens, like it's maybe worth watching because there's cameos from literally like every single drag queen ever. Okay, yeah. Um, including Katya absolute hun <laughs> um and we also watched um the trixie mattel documentary we did i was week, just about we? to say that we did watch that moving past yeah I'm, i uh, missed maybe the last half hour or so of it so maybe i watched half of it don't know how long it was yeah um but yes uh we watched that when olivia very kindly took me in when i got locked out of my own apartment so oh, i left yeah. my keys in the office and i was distressed <laughs> <laughs> and um was sort of wandering the streets of manchester like what am i gonna do what am i gonna do I had like four hours to kill and then olivia rang me was like what the fuck are you doing come here <laughs> And I was like, oh, right, yeah, I'm coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was very stressful for me, but she took me in like a nice Samaritan. Yeah, like and, the uh, innkeeper. Yeah, gave me a nice spag bowl and we watched a nice documentary. It was good. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I love Trixie. I love everything that she does. I think she's yeah. really funny. Um, so yeah, I was happy to watch an hour and 45 minutes of like her life and drugs. And there was a lot of bits about like her and Katia's relationship. And it was yeah. at a time where like just before breakdown into breakdown, of relationship and then kind of like just repairing itself again mm-hmm. so it's kind of interesting time for them to have filmed it definitely you sort of get to see that behind the scenes um perspective but i just love her music so much yeah i did not realize that she did like country music and you sort yeah. of told me about that and obviously got to hear a few of it, a bit of it through the um documentary and i was like oh yes i'm just so into country yeah <laughs> from two birds and one stone yeah that's, that's such good album names mm. very very here for that and speaking of AJ and the Queen and the plethora of drag queens that featured, if you had to have a drag queen name, what would yours be? Have you thought about this? Well, interestingly, obviously this has come up in previous conversations with friends, etc., mm. loved ones, um, and <laughs> around the dinner table. Uh, and I've always really struggled to come up with like a drag name. Yeah. <laughs> um, until today, now I've got two. I've got obviously Orville Peak, which I said earlier, which I think is pretty good. Um, but my favourite has to be, um, and is going to be my drag queen name if I need one ever officially. In the officially, mm. Semi Lovato. <laughs> just covers all the the ticks at all the boxes of a drag queen name don't you think yeah yeah it, it's perfect is it thank you yeah, yeah. so here i am Samuel lovato brilliant <laughs> and what is yours olivia have you got one yes have you got one yes <laughs> what is it i absolutely have one and mine is lady mini eggs <laughs> i think i've spoken about it on the podcast before i think you did yeah, yeah lady mini eggs yeah yeah i mean it speaks for itself i'm saved in my friend's phone as such and she can never find me ever and that <laughs> It's worth it. Yeah. Worth it to be Lady Mini Eggs. Mm, I think so. Great. Right. So I have to ask, I mean, I know the answer, but have you watched season two of Sex Education? Flipping it. Okay, I have. (laughs) All of it? Yep. Yeah. Um, I absolutely like plowed through it when it came out last weekend or wherever it was. Um, And uh, I mean, I haven't really got anything bad to say about it. I liked it a lot. I love that. I mean, it's high school, so I'm going to like it. Mm. Um, I think it's... Uh, got good characters, good storylines. It had more queer bits. Um, in fact, I saw a very uh, good tweet which really encapsulated the sort of breadth of all the issues they deal with in sex education and the things they try to address. So I'll just read that out. It's from at your Jakey. Mm. <laughs> um, sex education season two really tackled sexual assault, asexuality, pansexuality, bisexuality, internalized homophobia, self-harm, anxiety, bullying, stay-at-home mom isolation, consent, adoptive parent anxiety, slut shaming, fear of intimacy with humor and love. It's incredible. Yeah. And I just agree with that. I agree with it too. I had an initial worry when I was watching mm. it for like the first sort of two eps, I would say. I thought that it was kind of potentially going down the road of being like a caricature of its former self i did i, I know exactly what you meant when when i first started i did think oh this is, this is a lot yeah it's like seems a bit more like um 
in, uh, intensified. Like, but it, I kind of was okay with it. But yeah, I was worried that it had kind of, you know, because of the success of the first series, yeah, that it had kind of got too self-conscious about the things that it needed to do to kind of okay, yeah. deliver I yeah. suppose so it was doing them all like a bit too much for me in the beginning okay yeah fair but then um as it went on I think it just really like settled into itself and kind of found its path again and yeah like you say it covers so many different topics the only thing I wished it had covered which maybe it will cover in the next series is you know how Maeve sort of is like having a vibe with that guy who lives in the caravan park and I sort of wish that they had gotten together and it was exploring like sexuality around disability more I thought that same thing too but I think that they might do that I think they were just like introducing that character and you know setting up like their their like sort of romanticization because like that has to build first but I also wish that like he wasn't a dickhead i know yeah. like he's kind of not because he's kind of not but he's a little bit selfish at the end because Ot- yeah but like otis is like such a dick yeah and i'm glad a that super big baby yeah and i'm glad though that like he kind of had that moment of reckoning because i was like is anyone noticing how like much the worst he is oh yeah i was like oh he's so horrible he's yeah like harry potter yeah he, he is like <laughs> harry potter and it just really annoyed me loads so i was kind of glad that he had this like moment of realization that he was being the worst yeah, he's like, oh, shit, I'm a it was so yeah. dark when like jillian was just like really upset and crying that, like she just like ruined him and I was like, oh, Jillian, it's not your fault. It's oh your God. stupid son. Jillian, beautiful. Um, but yeah, I thought it really explored. And I thought that the story around the sexual assault on the bus was really well told. Yeah, that well was told. my standout storyline yeah. um, from the whole thing. I think it was told really well. I think it was done with the right kind of like, uh, you know, effort. And, and it really sort of um, portrayed that kind of experience very accurately and also like was just so heartwarming to her the bit where you know everyone rallied around her and all her mates like came and people who weren't really even her friends and stuff and then they obviously spoilers but and they all just came and got went to get the bus with her and I just thought that was I like cried I was like that is so adorable and nice and pure and I love the friendship between Viv and what's Maeve's ex-boyfriend called with the lesbian mums oh um jackson yeah yeah i love yeah and they, yeah that, that they can have this like platonic relationship and like just really really like build such a nice friendship to yeah. support each other really i really nice. like that as well yeah there's loads of really good i think uh characters and interpersonal relationships that are like shown throughout the whole thing so you get like a really great like season two flourishing of um otis and eric's relationship as well and how much they really support each other it's so cute i think it's so nice i also really really enjoyed the sort of like i don't know if it's the right word but sort of redemption arc of adam um and his sort of reintroduction to the the school and the area and stuff and how he came through um his internalized homophobia and 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 all all of that for him i liked a lot i think his story is really interesting because Mm you never really see depicted in kind of like hashtag high school um, shows, the kind of king of the world jock character having this kind of, I don't want to say fall from grace, but kind of fall from privilege, I suppose. Um, You know, you either see them like taken down to size in Mm. some kind of like sort of mean way that maybe humiliates them to like make them be a bit more empathetic towards others perhaps but that's like the worst of it and maybe they kind of like see things slightly differently at the end of like the film or whatever yeah but you never really see like that character who sort of seems to have everything and completely just sort of mentally um disintegrates in completely crushed and like made to become like an outsider yes yeah and the fact that like he was he he managed well the acting and the writing sort of managed to make it not completely jarring that this character in season one who was so a different character is like unrecognizable by series two yeah and then like you say like goes in this redemption arc again but it feels genuine um i think it was interesting though like what I love about it, what I love about sex education is that, like, the characterization, whilst it might be a bit caricature in some ways, it doesn't 
work in absolutes in terms of like everybody's relationships to one another because like yeah it would have been so easy to make the character of Raheem like a bad guy or Stunner. maybe he would like you know cheat on Eric which would make it really easy yes, for exactly. yeah. Adam and Eric to be yeah, together give, giving and, them a get out clause yeah, yeah and to make the audience feel reconciled yeah. but the fact that doesn't happen in a lot of ways like what Eric and Adam did was really shitty by like yeah. confessing their you know love for each other at the school play when Raheem is there to support yeah. Eric yeah they've just and, told each other they love each other as yeah well. like yeah but it's kind of showing the messiness and nuance not only of like love but love as like a teenager and experiencing all those things for the first time and you know that we don't exist in a world where characters or people in our own lives are completely good or completely bad. There's only like actions and behaviors and consequences and like all of the characters are flawed in some way. Yeah, I feel like every single character has something that happens where it's like, you're like, oh no, don't do that. And then you're like, oh, okay, but you come good again. Or, or, you know, like everyone has a thing that where they sort of drop a bit or in and out, you're not just like- You find yourself sympathizing and condemning everybody. which is, which is- good and correct and people are like that like you say like you know we're not all just doing amazing things all the time yeah the only person i'll never condemn is Jakob. <sighs> oh Jakob, what on <laughs> although pretty annoying when he's like making that shelf uh, oh yeah he yeah. was annoying when no, he, he made, that, made shelf. that shelf yeah yeah but if that's the worst Jakob's gonna do yeah then Jakob can just Jakob's okay by me <laughs> yeah um but it, it's such it's such an important show especially for younger people who are watching it because it like has the word sex in it and yeah exactly and there's that. loads of like sex in it there's loads of like talking about all different types of sex and ways to be yeah. and i i i also just like on a visual note love how it looks i love that obviously it's high school so i love it but i love that it's like weirdly everyone's dressed like retro but yeah. they also have mobile phones yeah and like, like it could be any time but also it's not but also no, it kind of yeah, is yeah it could be any time but like all the cars are old like none yeah. of the cars are new like I, I find it really interesting that's like the way they've they've like set it um it's obviously in like the stunning like y valley so it just looks amazing um they live in that stupid house which is so unrealistic but fine um and yeah no i just all around love it i love it loads like so i just completely plowed through it and then was really sad about it i know i do think that the standout star for me in this series was maureen who is um the mom of adam maureen groff yeah 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 she was great and her her friendship with building a friendship with uh jillian was like so nice to see like an older woman friendship like when they went out like dancing and something that was like dead cute loved it loads and i think yeah it kind of explores situations that people face that maybe aren't deemed as kind of sensationalist or interesting enough to be portrayed in this context of like you know women who have grown up like taking care of their families or being mothers or having jobs or whatever Mm -hmm. and then they turn around and their kids are sort of on the precipice of adulthood they might not have a marriage anymore or it's not what they thought and it's kind of like well who am I now and all of those kind of strands that connected me to people have kind of been cut through various reasons or at least have kind of like withered away somewhat so how do you kind of regenerate into who you're going to be in the later part of your definitely life and I thought it was like a really sort of touching moment was when they're dancing together and I think Maureen says something along the lines of like you know I'm sometimes I feel so lonely that I could just like cry myself to the sleep yeah. or whatever and then um Jillian's like yeah so yeah me too um, yeah they're just like shouting it yeah yeah I thought it was very effective. and the fact that like yeah they're giving voice to this whole epidemic of loneliness for people who may on the surface appear to not struggle with that yeah is a really important and good thing the only thing that I was a bit like and this is a huge spoiler was a bit um you probably should have turned off by now if you don't want any yeah, spoilers <laughs> um yeah the only thing that I was a bit like confused about was um I mean obviously I'm not a scientist but how is Gillian <laughs> Anderson pregnant <laughs> well she, she could be how old is she though some people get pregnant when they're older. Um, it's it's, it's, un, it's unlikely, but I guess in the in the context of the the TV show, maybe she's fifty odd. So very possible. Is it when not, you're still fit, not, when you're fifty? Not incredibly probable, but yeah. possible. Yes. Um, but yeah, I did. I did think like like I knew that was coming, and I was like, oh, they're gonna make her pregnant, and then they did, and I was like, oh. yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, obviously, you know, they obviously needed fine, to have but... some sort of thing that yeah. really makes her think yeah about how she feels about Jacob and like her life and whatever I guess 
but yeah yeah actually actually i forgot that that happened because mm. it sort of a, f- a few episodes before the big end so now i'm like oh what's gonna happen with that yeah interesting interesting mm. but do you think that if she got back together with Jakob, that it would be for the right reasons like do you think that she loves Jakob, but she's kind of like stopping herself from having the things that she wants or do you think that actually like she doesn't and she needs to move on like where do you sit with mm, that i mm, interesting i want to believe she does because i really like them as a pair and i love Jakob. yeah <laughs> um and i think that it's i do think that it's portrayed more that like she's for so long decided that she isn't gonna have those things that like she shut herself off from it mm. um and now is like faced with you know someone that she does actually love and she doesn't know like what to do about it yeah so um hopefully she because oh, he's just such a hunk love him loads I, I thought it was a really powerful conversation that otis has with his dad when he like realizes that he's been the worst yes. and then goes to speak to his dad and actually like for the first time in his whole life he gets some kind of kinds of closure and answers about yeah. like why he is the way that he is and it doesn't really like explain it but he kind of admits to it rather than always trying to like run from the truth of his behaviors the whole time yeah and um you know i think that's like when you've had not that great parents it's kind of like a conversation that you always imagine yourself having right yeah but you just never do yeah yeah and i think it was it was nice like to have from the character of his dad who is like in basically every other way contemptible like at some actual honesty yeah was like nice to see and I loved how like because he's like this author who writes basically shit books about masculinity mm. and I loved how like at the end of their conversation he was like and whatever you do don't read that yeah book. <laughs> but then he proceeds to like sign it for someone yeah. like yes Pete yeah yeah of course so funny um, um yes, yeah no, I thought that was really good um so overall 10 out of 10 for season two of sex education 9.3 9.3 interesting um yeah i'm giving it a 10 out of 10 i'm very very pleased with it it did not not it 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 delivered for me i was i was worried about it because season twos are always you know difficult so but i'll be pleased to see another season yeah me too great so we agree with the prospect of a third season of sex education but lucy what are some of the things in your life that perhaps you don't agree with because it's time for I don't agree with it. Another week, another thing to not agree with. Lucy, what don't you agree with this week? Right, this is uh, this is this is one from, uh, I think a lot of people will relate to this. I went out the other weekend, got like very drunk and then went and had some, you know, like takeaway food. Mm. Got, I wanted to get cheesy chips. Of course I did. What more do you want? What I don't agree with, Olivia, is cheesy chips were a takeaway. But the cheese doesn't melt. It never melts. It was. It does usually melt. Does it? Yeah. This was like sawdust. It was disgusting. Yeah, because it always has that powder on it because it's pre-grated. Oh. It literally like doesn't melt. It usually melts in my memory. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe I've always got like sacred cheesy chips then. Maybe. But anyway, these were fucking rancid and I hated it loads. And basically I was like, right, well I know what I don't agree with. It's this fucking cheese. <laughs> so that's mine. It's short, it's sweet, but just get some cheese that melts, please. What's your I don't agree with it? My I don't agree with it doesn't actually affect me personally, but um, I am empathising with the situation. And it is that age-old question of why do women pay more for the same haircuts <laughs> that men get in a barber's? Oh my God, yeah. That is that is a good one. I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I, do, I agree to not agree with it. Yes. Um, yeah, I've seen an article about it in BBC News and there's a lot of instances of women being refused service by barbers. Oh God, yeah. Um, because they're just like, we don't do women. Yeah. Yet they're asking for the exact it's same It's literally haircut. a head with hair on. Yeah, my uh, ex used to get this all the time. She always wanted like a barbered haircut, as it were. She wanted to go to a barber's, not a hairdresser's because they have the skills to make that kind of haircut mm. and constantly would be turned away from places. Eventually found, there are some places that do do it in Manchester. Uh, what's it called? RB, RB, RBNQ, I think it's called. They're right. really good. They will cut your hair if you're a, uh, barber your hair if you're a woman. So if you want that, go there. Um, and there are a few places that do it, but there are loads that won't just like by sort of standard and, and, and seem to think it's completely fine to just be like, oh no, no women. Yeah, and also they don't let women like come in there to wait you know for like their partners or whatever a lot of the yeah time. they're like it's immense space yeah oh, um, please <laughs> i know like what's happening in can there? we not um yeah yeah that's a good one 
And if you are in the Manchester area or just anywhere actually, and you know of some really good barbers that know what is what and they do haircuts for women or just anyone who wants a haircut um let us know and we'll shout them out because we would love to see that and spread the message i think it's about time that we talk about somebody who would never be refused service anywhere i should assume it's time for celine watch olivia what has celine been up to this week well i want you and i want everybody out there to know Mm. public service announcement that Celine still does the splits. (laughs) I've seen this, I've seen this. It's incredible. Yes, so there's been a whole article just about this. Of course there um, Instagram video in Vogue saying, (laughs) January may be coming to a close, but if your list of resolutions involved a commitment to restorative fitness, namely stretching, you now have plenty of inspiration by way of Celine Dion. Today on Instagram, the diva showed off a serious bend towards flexibility, falling into a fluid full split that proved a bit of extra toe touching is well worth the effort. (laughs) And the caption is stretching into the weekend like. And honestly, she does like the world's most effortless split. She really does. Like, I'm just watching it now and it's like seamless. And then she does like a little um, kind of arm flourish. Yeah, like like a a ballerina. Like a ballerina or like an an ice dancer. (laughs) Ice dancer. What do you call an ice dance? Ice skater. Yes, an ice skater. Yeah. Figure skater. I'm thinking of Figure ice. Figure skater. Yeah, I think aren't ice dancers like um like Dance those, ice. those toys that you like um pull the string and they like Oh, I love them. Yeah. They go like, yeah. like, like fairies or yes. something. I used yeah. to have one you have a fairy one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had one like that that was also Pocahontas. Oh, brilliant. But Pocahontas no oh she was painting all the colours of the she wind. She was painting all the colours of the wind. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. <laughs> she was seeing how high a sycamore grows. How high did it grow? Uh, I can't remember the lyric. You meant to say, if you cut it down, you'll never know. If you cut it down, you'll never know. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Well, that is great for Celine. I'm very pleased for her uh, evident good health. So before we go this week, we'll just uh, let you know how you can get in touch with us because we love it when you get in touch. We love to see your messages and emails. You can follow us and message us on Instagram and Twitter at QueerLonging. You can email us if you like a good old fashioned email, QueerLonging at gmail.com. And those are our main bits. Those are our main bits. And also, I just wanted to give a shout out to Queer Cinema Collective. We didn't mention it earlier, but they were um, the organisation who put on the screening of Rafiki. So please go and like their page on Facebook. They do new film screenings, I think, on a fairly sort of ad hoc basis. But you can actually message and um, suggest films, suggest yeah. films and things. And um, they are good people to get to know. And it was at Next Art Cafe this time. It was really nice. There's a lot of nice selection of brownies and oh, teas yeah. and oh, so many teas lots of like comfy seats and it's only a fiver to go and yeah, see a film good. so very good so you can't go wrong so yeah big shout out to those guys who really enjoyed um coming to that last week and hopefully you'll do more in the future but as lucy says please get in touch with us and tell us all of your living and longings all the things that you don't agree with all of your celine watches and just tell us how your day's been because we love you <laughs> we want to know But until that momentous occasion that you slide into our DMs, we will be loving you, leaving you, and longing for you. Until then, bye! Oh my god, I love him so much. I know, he's so what fit. cute. In the um, evening. It's Eclipse, isn't it? Let's get some water. water <laughs> uh, you got some sumac? Yeah. <laughs> she wants to cover everything in sumac. So even nice. though sumac like, doesn't even have that much flavour. Yeah, it does. Does it? Yeah, I love sumac. It's nice, but it's like, just a bit, isn't like lemony a bit? Yeah. Yeah. But he's like obsessed with no, sumac. No sumac for you. I mean, sumac just for me and Brad. Sumac for me, but like married in a instead of confetti, we're gonna have sumac. <laughs> it's gonna ruin her dress. <laughs> Don't care. It's gonna be made of sumac. <laughs> Someone touches it, all the powder disintegrates. You're naked. No, it's obviously gonna be made of like kimchi or something preserved. 